The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your beat-up, bruised, and broken host, Raider Greg. Not alone. Fan base is suffering. We're going to talk a little bit about that here on show 517. Again, on our show, there'll be no pregame, no postgame, because it's uh, superfluous, useless, and a waste of time and energy, just like going to a game. Now, my good friends from London uh, came over. They bought tickets here for the San Diego game and also for Arizona as well. And they were so disappointed with the team that they didn't even watch the game. I don't think anybody's really watching the game. There are no expectations for obvious reasons. And honestly, I'm kind of glad because I'm going to start calling this team the Las Vegas Raiders because that's where they are. They're not here. And so what I have gleaned from the little insight that I can get into the organization is Alameda has packed up 90% of their effort, their money, and everything else for that matter, and shipped it on to Las Vegas. Good for them. I hope they pack up their shit and leave this year. I want them out of Northern California because quite honestly, they don't deserve the fan base. And it's not about the team anymore. It's about the relationships that we've made at the Coliseum, the friends, the friendships, all the great memories, no matter what the team has been doing, because really they've been pretty crappy for quite some time, 25 years, really, um, without a true winning season other than 2016, which was a fluke, I think. Uh, yeah, it's a tough time to be a Raider fan, but really not because the fans are what holds everything together here, folks. It's not the team. It's not Mo Davis, little Mo Davis, as I like to say to you now, or Reggie McKenzie, or John Gruden, or any of the players, because the futile and wasted attempts to bring people off the practice squad and pick up free agents and bring them in here like they're really going to do anything, it is a colossal scam. Colossal scam. So all these moves and the press conferences, I'll answer any questions that I can. How about when are you going to get your freaking ass out of here? That would be the question I would like to ask is, when are you leaving? Why, please, why don't you pack up all your shit and get out of Northern California? Get out. I don't care where you play. Go. That would be my Biggest Christmas present ever to find out that the Oakland Coliseum is closed to these clowns. The franchise is where it's at right now. And the key thing is, are they going to be able to rebuild this, relaunch this, reload this by the time they go to Vegas? They're going to have to hit those draft picks. 
And it's not just the first rounders. You got to hit. Second, those are just five third, players. Fourth round. You got to hit. Fifth you got to build this. Right. And then the other thing is, was this brought up? Because I, I didn't watch the Fox pregame show on the Thursday nighter against the uh, when the Raiders and Niners met till this weekend. When I finally had time, I watched it all, and I watched his interview with Howie Long, and he's saying, "I have a cell phone, just like y'all have a cell phone." And it's ringing off the hook. He, so, But he basically, he said, players are calling his cell phone saying they want to be Raiders. <laughs> In a word, that is tampering. <laughs> he just admitted... On network TV, that players that are right now in the middle of a season playing for another team that have a signed contract with that other team are calling him? That's tampering. <laughs> I, it's, it's, this I, is, I this is the element of what he's doing that I, he needs help. He needs people around him, whether you want to bring Bruce Allen back. I don't know if Bruce would leave Daniel Snyder. I don't think he would. You could have Mark Bedane run the Vegas Stadium venture. They would clash, I know. You need somebody in there that John respects that will be able to keep him under control here because you think it's bad right now. If you look back on this in three years and we go back and look at these five first-round right. picks like we did when Al traded John, he got two ones and two twos in the eight million. The eight million was the best part of that deal. Right. He did not hit the ones and the twos. Yep. John is. It's not just the ones, the five ones, the three this year and the two next year. You've got to rebuild this whole. Honestly, from top to including bottom, Derek Carr, because I think the jury is out on him right now, and I can see John is beginning to lose faith in him. How couldn't you? Who on this roster will play? Do you? Can you say? With certainty, and in football, that's a ridiculous question. But who do you think on this roster will play for the Las Vegas Raiders? I have no idea. I have no Can idea. Can you name one guy? I can't name one guy right now. Maybe Colton Miller, first round draft pick. I'll give you that one. Colton Miller. He's going to have to get healthy and block. He's going to have to get healthy. Uh, I'll give you that one. Arden Key, maybe. I don't know. You don't know. Derek Carr? After the Rams game on Monday Night Football in the season opener, yes, it was a hot take. But I, I looked at it in the body language, and I know the history with John Gruden and quarterbacks and his patience, uh, the level of patience that he has with these quarterbacks. And if Carr doesn't get it together, if he doesn't get a tune-up or whatnot, even behind his poorest offensive line, I, I don't see him making it to Las Vegas. I just don't. Uh, he's got to hit these I, picks. I, I'm going to have to look at the contract more. But I th- from what I hear, there's a way to get out of it this year. He's got to play better right now. I mean, or he's not going to. He's not going to come back next year. And you know, they they may have the first or second pick in the draft, but they're looking at uh, Justin Herbert in in Oregon. I don't know if the Raiders send some scouts there, but Herbert may not even come out. He's still undecided. But you got to be ready if he does. Yeah. So when, if I he mean, makes that call, you got to do the intel on the right. guy. You got you can't admit it, but you got to assume he's coming out. But in any event, Derek is just not. He's just not playing well. And I think a lot of it is what we're talking about with Eli Manning. He doesn't trust his offensive line. And if they don't get this straightened out, and I don't know how they do it this year, you're going to turn Derek Carr into David Carr. I know it's the last year. And the shame here is it's the last year, really. People were coming here to have a good time. Um, And it's still happening. The parking lot is still fun. There's still great fans there. Not that many, but they're still great. The diehards are there. It's a good time. If you bought tickets, go because you can't do anything about the crappy team or organization, but you can keep those relationships alive, which I think are the most important things ever because I've met some fantastic 
individuals in Oakland. The team has folded up shop. The Alameda offices of the Raiders are in chaos. They are in depression. They are in dysfunction. And that dysfunction is transferring onto the field. It's all bad. There's nothing good. There are people being fired. Mark Davis is laying people off. Started with Greg Papa. Loyal people that have worked for the edge, the organization for years are being shit-canned. Well, there you go, Mark Davis. Or Mo, little Mo Davis. He is a spawn of Satan in my eyes. And he can't leave fast enough for me. Forget about the team. Forget about the season because it's not about that. It's about the fans. So enjoy each other because that's what's most important. Um, And have a good time. Watch other teams do things that are great. Watch other teams play good football. Because I'm a football fan. I'm a Raider fan, but I'm a football fan. I like seeing good games. Doesn't have to be the Raiders, although I wish it was. But it doesn't have to be now because I find entertainment in other games with other teams. I don't have that love, passion, or connection, but I find entertainment, good football, great coaching, where it's failed miserably here in the buffoonery in Alameda. Are they going to get another victory? Are they going to win another game this year? You got the Kansas City Chiefs twice. I said, yeah, I said last week. I don't think so. I mean, this is I mean, they're bad. going to have to upset somebody. Who are they going to beat? They're going to win in Arizona. They're going to win in Baltimore. They're going to beat Kansas City at home. Pittsburgh at home. At Cincinnati. Denver at Kansas City. Wow. They're going to have to pull an upset. Wow. And the one game they got, they they were given. Great. Hugh Jackson screwed that game up. So <laughs> wow. they they could be over. But wow. they. John, just get in the end zone, man. Get I mean, that's and for people to say he's not trying and he's holding back, you don't know. If he were sitting here, he'd have a competition. Who could eat that last sushi roll? <laughs> that's it. And he, he yeah. loves designing plays. That's right. what he does. That's what yeah, he I, does. For him to put this crap on tape for other, he'll you know, if he doesn't get it together, he'll never work again. And uh, who's going to hire him on TV again? And he's fine. He's got a hundred million dollars. This is killing him. Yeah. This is killing his reputation, and he's got to figure it out. But right now, it's just the offensive line is so bad. Marshawn's hurt. Amari's in Dallas. You don't have any weapons, and you're just going to have to ride this out. But they, I mean, it's like the old days in 06 when I got excited when they got in the red zone. It was red zone Raiders. <laughs> First I knew, down. I knew they weren't getting in that black painted end zone. I they averaged that. 10 points a game that season. I did not think it was that bad. Wow, that I, bad. wow that was awful. That Real bad. quick before we move and on. a couple of them are on defense. <laughs> Chris Carr, is that, is that total points? Chris, Chris Carr, Carr ran back 100 against Ben. That's Nomdi took one back. They, 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 uh, how many did they actually score on offense? Right. Right 6.5? Yeah. I don't know. Offensive. So, be good fans to each other. Screw Mark Davis, and don't buy. Please, everyone, please listen to me. If if you don't listen to anything else, do not buy a freaking handkerchief with Raiders on it. Don't buy a hat. Don't buy a shirt. Don't buy a jersey. Don't support these boneheads. They are not worthy of your money. Save your money, 
to when we have a real team somewhere down the line in Vegas, because that's where they are. The whole organization has already moved there. The only thing that is left in Alameda is a hollow building with people who are angry, frustrated, and it's a toxic environment. That's what's going on in Alameda. So without further ado, let's get to the bone line because my rants are old and tired. I have nothing else to say about this shitty team other than it's shitty. Doesn't have to be. Never had to be. A few tweaks, we would have been able to at least make it through this year and next year. But, no, man, Mark Davis, Mo Davis is one broke mother. And I'm happy about it. Paul Gutierrez at ESPN.com. Mark Davis sat down with Paul Gutierrez for 45 minutes, taking the blame for where the franchise is at. Um, He basically said Khalil Mack only spoke to us one time. He went away from us. He talked to players. They said the same thing. What did you think of this sit-down? I, 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 I didn't read it. I didn't read it. The question I would have asked him, I don't know if Paul did, could you have written him a check for $90 million? Could you have put a check in escrow on August 31st or September 1st for 90 large? I don't think they could have. I honestly think uh, that John took a little bit of the heat for that, that they just couldn't do it. So let's listen to the bone line first. One eight hundred six two zero seven one eight one one eight hundred six two zero seven one eight one. And our first caller of the show is the Northwest Raider. Raider Tony's in the house. What do you have for us, my Raider brother? Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is Raider Tony, the Northwest Raider, calling from a rainy Northwest day. Um, a very sick Raider Tony, by the way. But, you know, I've done listening to the podcast. And, uh, you know, Raider Greg, I'm not even going to talk about Charger Raider game because it's not even worth, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to be worth even talking about. Um, I just want to talk about my overall thoughts about this season. And, uh, and that's it. Just got some stuff off my chest. You know, I really thought that... Uh, you know, I believed everything John fed us in the off season. I bought into all the hype and all the bullshit that he told us. He flat out said that he wanted to bring a championship to Oakland. He said that he wanted to do it for the fans in the city of Oakland, that he loved Oakland and all this other crap. And I ate it up. You know, that's why I went out and got the tickets that I did and you know, really, even though Greg Papa and you uh, were kind of predicting that this would be a rebuilding year, you know, you guys, not kind of, you were predicting that. But, you know, I bought everything John told us, and uh, I bought it hook and sinker. And it was all bullshit, and it was lies. And I just had wished that John would have been honest with us. My dog's barking. Um, you know, he, I just wish he had told us, hey, this, this is going to be a, building, a rebuilding year or we're going to make some big changes or just given us, you know, an indication of what was really going to happen. Because I was expecting at least 8-8. Eight and, eight. and 
obviously we might not even get to two wins. No, it doesn't look like that. And so, you know, the Khalil Mack trade was, was huge because that was kind of indicative of, okay, this is probably is going to be a rebuilding year. And, um, you know, sure enough, it was. So, you know, it was in a, in a <laughs> you bring this up, and it really is a good analogy. But, you know, and, and I hate to bring up politics, but it's right. It's spot on. You know, the Donald Trump comparison. You know, that guy lies, and he nails people hook and sinker, and it's all bullshit. And, you know, it's really what John did to us. And uh, it's disappointing. You know, I don't mind a rebuilding here. It's common for new head coaches and general managers to go in and clean house. And like I said, you and Raider and Greg Papa kind of, you know, you told us that in the office, and you guys basically said that John would probably do that. And so it makes sense. I just, uh, you know, it just John told us the total opposite, that he was going to try to win a championship now, and that was all bullshit. And I don't think I've ever said bullshit more times in the call to the Raider Nation podcast ever. And I've been calling and listening since 2007. And we've had a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> so, you know, I, this is a record-breaking season for me because, uh, <laughs> you know, I've quit watching in the middle of a game and, you know, going, you know, I just, it's, it's really disappointing. But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I hope that John is at the least you know, able to get this shit turned around like he says he's going to. Um, it's very possible. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, this is in 1997. You know, when he came in the first time, Raiders were a bad team in 97. I remember I was in the, oh, man, the sixth grade or the fifth grade. But I do remember. And, uh, you know, John had to clean house, and he came in and did that because he had to. But this was a, a different situation. This was a team that was just two years from a playoff berth. And so, you know, I don't think he had to do as much rebuilding as he did. I just, in my opinion, he went way too far. You know, I think the only thing I would have done was the Amari Cooper trade. But all these old vets that he brought in, they're, they're playing like crap. You know, Derek Carr is playing scared. I mean, he really is playing scared. And it's not just the offensive line. I think he's scared of John. Uh, he's scared of, you know, I really, that's just my opinion. I really think that's, you know, part of it too. And so um, he's scared of disappointing John is what I mean. Not not like scared of John. But, uh, you know, it's just a mess right now. It's dysfunctional. And, uh, you know, now, you know, this offseason, John's going to have to clean house. It's no longer an optional thing. He's going to have to clean house again. And it's just, uh, you know, it's going to be another rebuilding year. It just sucks to say that. But I just don't see how he would get it turned around in one off season. You know, it's just because it's such a mess right now. So, anyway, hate to be the doom and gloom guy. Um, I'm usually a cup half full guy. But uh, this cup ain't half full, man. I mean, it's looking pretty bad right now. Anyway, I'm out. Well said, brother. You are positive. As a matter of fact, everybody's kind of positive here. We've all been waiting and wondering and hoping for the best, but delivered the worst. And this is probably the worst team that I've ever seen. Ever seen. 
And I've seen some Browns games that have been really ugly, and this is right up there. We are the new Cleveland Browns, and nothing will change next season because there's nothing to build on. There's no building. He might get a few, a couple of good guys. We don't have to pay him for five years. So that's good. So he'll pick up a couple good players. But let's hope he doesn't ruin them before they move to Vegas next year. I freaking hope and pray. Appreciate the call and the take, my brother. And our next caller is a great femme fatale of the Raider Nation. I love hearing from the ladies. This is Raider Jane from Big Bear Lake, Southern California. Solid fan. What's going on, Jane? Hi, guys. This is Raider Jane from Big Bear Lake. I have absolutely no energy for this team whatsoever. I've been a lifelong fan. I stuck through them with them through that whole mess starting in 2002 up until we had our winning season two years ago. Even through all of that hell, the carousel of coaches and quarterbacks and on and on and on, I never gave up. I always rooted for them. I watched every damn game. I can't watch. It's just, it's not fun. It's embarrassing. I just want to know what the fuck is going on. I mean, that's what I want to know. It's like, what is happening? I mean, I loved John Gruden back in the day, and I was devastated when he left. But it's like, what's he doing? I mean, he inherited a pretty good team. You know, pretty much the same team that, we looked like we were going to go pretty deep into the playoffs with two years ago. I, I just, I'm just confused more than anything. And like I said, I've never just said, I can't watch. It's not fun. I mean, it's supposed to be fun, right? And, you know, it's one thing if you have a little bit of hope, like, yeah, I think we could do it. I had quit watching for, I don't know how many weeks. And then, I tried to watch the game against the 49ers because I thought, okay, this is where maybe we figure out something. It's like, oh, my God, that was worth, the worst one yet. I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I just want some answers. I mean, I, I want to know what's going on. And I don't want him standing up there like a big asshole, like, yeah, well, you know, we're trying to do shore up. The I'm, I'm tired of that. It's like, just come on. Just tell us, say, you know, we're going to get rid of everybody and we're going to move on to Vegas and then we're going to deal with it. But anyway, (laughs) sorry for the negativity, but I I have nothing positive to say. Nothing. So thank you, you guys. Bye-bye. Well, thanks for your call, honey. And, you know, we're all in the same boat. Nobody can watch these games. I don't know a single fan that can watch an entire Raider game this year. I can't. I don't even go. I have tickets to every home game, and I ain't going. I ain't giving them away, and I certainly can't sell them. So my seats, my two beautiful seats that I've had for 13 years are empty, and they're going to stay empty until these idiots leave. And 
They're not going to tell you the truth. John Gruden is a lying sack of shit. I don't believe a fucking thing he says. Or Mark Davis. Or Veggie McKenzie. The Three Stooges right there. Mo, which is Mark, of course. Listen, you lame brain. Curly. <laughs> which is obviously Veggie McKenzie. And then Shep. Gee, Mo, I'm sorry, Mo. What Mo can a fella say? That's all there is. There ain't no Mo. <laughs> that would be John Gruden. I have no faith in this organization or the team. As as a fan base, we got to just go to sleep for two years until they're in their new digs, and you know we'll see all the pomp and circumstance and all this crap here. Listen, this organization is gone. It's in Las Vegas. The whole office is toxic here because there's no hope here for anything in the office. The janitor's depressed. Nobody wants to be here. Um, anybody who's worked in a toxic workplace, well, that's what's going down in Oaktown. So I sure swear, if you guys can write the city council or the mayor of Oakland, Send her an email. Say, get them out of here. Get the Raiders out of Oakland. That would be my biggest success if they don't stay next season because I don't know who's going to be in the, the stadium, but maybe five people and 500 seagulls. Appreciate the call, honey. Don't let it get you down. Someday we'll be better. We're going to have to just not watch football for a couple years because that's what it's going to be. And it ain't our fault. We are a great fan base that's been crapped on by a shitty owner. Appreciate the call. And our next caller is Raider Gray from Smokey, L.A. Well, it's Smokey up here too, bro. Trust me. You can't even see across the damn street up here. It's pretty damn bad. And I feel bad for all who has lost so much, man. There's like 51 people dead already and that's just the start it is a tragic terribly tragic time here in california no thanks to that knucklehead in washington such an idiot i can't even tell you yeah there's a lot of suffering going on here because of this fire bro but on another subject what you got for us brother Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Bray in Smoky, L.A. Um, see, I was just driving up to PCH, and they have it blocked off at Sunset Boulevard, so you can't get up in Malibu. And, uh, oh, Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. I tell you, I just can't do it anymore, man. I can't, can't root for them. Um, Selling the farm, giving everything away, and they got no heart, no soul. Their car's not doing anything, although I believe he can. But here's what's going to happen. You know, I'm thinking, let me see, I think it was 2009 when the uh, Saints beat the Raiders in the preseason, and I said, you know what, I bet you those Saints are going to win the Super Bowl, and they did. And any team that can... uh, start the second half of a Super Bowl with an onside kick and get the ball back to go ahead and win the game. That's someone I can get behind. So 
the rest of the season, I'm rooting for the Saints. Raiders, when you win two in a row, then I'll turn you back on. But I'm done for this season. So uh, I love the Raiders, but I'm done for this year. Get me back next year. So this is Raider Bray in L.A. And uh, go Saints. I mean, go Raiders. I mean, go Saints. I mean, go Raiders. I mean, go. You know what I mean? Well, first, thanks for the call, brother. I'm sorry what's going on down there in Southern California. It's tragic as well. Tragedy here in Oakland is exactly what you said. I'm not a Saints fan. I mean, I don't have any Saints gear, but I hope they win too. They're my underdog team. I'm watching the Saints just like you. I'm rooting for the Saints. You know, they're the, you know, Drew Brees. They got a good team. They got a good coach. They have a good organization. They're solid. Man. And they used to call them the Aints. Well, we're the new Aints, bro. And nobody's jumping ship. But I got my life preserver. I'm ready to be in the water because this ship's going down hard. And I don't want to be on it, honestly. I'm right with you. I'll watch any game except for the Raider game. Because quite honestly, it is a serious waste of time. And for Raider fans, it's a waste of emotional energy. You know? it's You know what's going to happen, so why watch? They've, they're gone, man. So don't even waste your money or your time. I'm so flipped out at this team, I can't even tell you. But it's like having... A genetic disease. I can't get away from it. They're my team. They're your team. But uh, pathetic is what I can say. Thanks for the call, bro. Well, Houston Raiders Steve, my good brother. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raider Steve. Uh, for that San Diego game, the results wasn't what we expected, but we kind of knew what we were getting into playing against Phillip Rivers and probably the last uh, time we'll play the Chargers in uh, the Oakland Coliseum, which Greg calls it the penitentiary. The highlight of, uh, of course, of, of the game was always, uh, it's actually the pregame, the tailgate. Sorry we missed you, Greg, and uh, speedy recovery to you and send our best to Charmaine. Also, a shout-out goes out to Randy and his lovely wife, lovely wife Lisa. She's recovering as well. And uh, special recognition, as always, to our uh, Silver and Black UK group. I was fortunate enough to see uh, Dave Chapman, Keith, Les, Elliot and his lovely wife, Nick and his son. And uh, boy, it was it was just great walking around. And uh, when you walk around with Keith, it's like being around uh, Elvis Presley or Mick Jagger or something. He's everybody. Everybody wants their picture taken with him, as you can understand why. Because uh, you know, international fans. You know, we we say that our games come on at what about? Noon, noon or whatever our time, three o'clock our time, central. Heck, that starts a nine o'clock game. Uh, over in England, they don't. Their our games with them don't get over with till one in the morning. So, uh, you know how many people would stay up? But you know what I tell people? I said, uh, it's all about the passion we have for our team, the Raiders. You know, win, lose, or tie, Raiders till we die. So, uh, it's great meeting, uh, of course, Ollie as well. Uh, it's great hearing their stories and hearing their perspectives and going on to the different tailgates. So I tell everybody, if you have a chance, try to go out to Oakland. 
because uh, this experience we have this year might be the last that we have until we go to Las Vegas. So uh, we're all in there for each other. We never walked a plank. We never jumped the ship. It was just great seeing everybody from the from the UK and all the other great Raider fans at the tailgate. Ran into one couple. The guy just turned 50 years old from Pennsylvania. His wife traded him to his first Raider game out in California. That was mine eight years ago, Bell the Bay, 2010. So my friend Dan, same thing with him two years ago. Had his 50th. Brother took him out there for a game. So uh, it's a big deal for all of us. But uh, just hang in there, Raider Nation. We know better times around the corner. This is a really tough year. But, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. We're always with our team. God bless. Love you all. My brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, go Raiders. Houston Raider Steve has a great perspective as a fan who lives in Houston, Texas. People who travel here and they've spent their hard-earned money to come here for this garbage, it's just disgusting to me. Jump ship. Shit, I'm, I've been off the ship since the freaking one and five. Um, I'm not on the ship. I, I'm on the shore watching the sinking ship. I'm not any other ship because that's another team, but this is my team, but I'm not on the ship because I ain't going to the ship. And if you can sell your tickets, do. But if, you, if you're going to go, um, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. Go and have a good time. Spend time with your friends. Uh, UK Black Hole was in the house. Like I said, um, they're having fun regardless of this shitty team. They don't care. I mean, they're having fun with the fans. We're having a, they're having a great time. And that's what it's all about. It's not about this shitty team and the crappy owner and the worst football I have ever seen in my freaking life. I am jumping ship. Fuck this team. I'm going to watch other teams play real football. Because my Raiders, I'm going to wait until next season. Wait, wait, wait. No. The season after next, we might see some positiveness. But I'm I'm drained. I'm out. Uh, this will probably be my last show for this year. I can't see a reason to have another one. I mean, probably piss Randy off, but I I'm uh I ain't wasting no more time talking about these idiots. I have jumped ship. I'm on the shore, not on another team, but I'm certainly not standing next to this bunch of bullshit they call the Raiders. And our next caller is the Prez from Memphis, Tennessee. Let's see what the Prez has. He's usually pretty positive. What's going on, my brother? Good morning, Raider Nation. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is the Prez coming to you directly off the boat. I'm about to go home. Um, I didn't really exactly see the game because I'm on the boat. Common, you know, courtesy, it's kind of hard you know, to watch games on the boat when you had one television, and I'm glad I didn't see it. The best I can say to Raider Nation is the obvious. I don't know what the hell is going on, except it looks like we're purposely tanking. A lot of folks don't want to believe it. I have no inkling of what to expect, except by losing culture. Pretty much the season's over with. It is what it is. 
So I'll make this real short and plain and sweet. Go out there, enjoy tailgates, shake hands with other fellow Raiders, get a good look at the place, remember the good times more than the bad. Because at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's out of our control. There's nothing we can do about it. I'm still praying that we can probably find one more year, but if at this rate and how things are going, why even bother? You know, it just stinks up the whole culture and atmosphere. It's unfair. I'll at least like to see it go out with some kind of, you know, happy ending, even though it's not going to be a happy ending because they leave in Oakland. But in his own bad way, maybe it's best to leave losing and the feelings won't be so heartfelt because it's so deplorable and so ugly. And whatever adjectives you can d- d- describe, unpleasantries. And um, I'll be there for the Kansas City game. And once again, I hope to see you ready, Greg. I'll find you <laughs> if you're there so I can shake your hand personally and you know, tell you thank you. And I'll be podcast the whole thing. What goes on? Radio Nation. Um, it's a mess, folks. It's a mess. And the reason why I say my suspicion for tanking is. If you pay a very close attention to the sidelines, I told my friends that he was not even really coaching. He's just there, going through the motions. That's one of the most explosive, passionate, whatever you want to say, coach, and he doesn't take losing. But this season, his first season, he's just on the sidelines, like, all right, you know, he'll probably mumble a few little things like that. That's an expression. That's nothing that's indicating he's trying to, you know, make it work. Because if you're trying, you let a campfire up on those guys' asses for some of the stuff that they're doing. There's no answer to books about it. So when I saw that, it's pointless to get all upset and, you know, and rah, 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 and whatever, and everything, because I know what they're doing. And I also think, in my own personal way, if you listen to this very closely, I think that that Tony Dungeon still eats at him a little bit because he knows deep down the side that was Dungeon's team and he don't want to hear that no more. So I guess he'd probably rather just do it his way draft his own players and his own system and good luck with that. I think it's selfish that it is, though, but it is what it is. You know, um, the brand was not better, but it's gone and it's over with. There are things behind the scenes that we don't know about. And sometimes a lot of things happen for the best that seem like it's very bad. And I'll just leave it at that. You know, um, maybe just maybe we might get a few surprise wins. But if that's the case, just go ahead and save Derek Carr, put the new kid in, and just go from there. And the people that paying all this money and selling their tickets and stuff, my God, you know, they got to eat that. They got to eat that. They got to eat those $200 tickets, $400 tickets. And then you try to sell it for at least 150 And at the end of the day, who are they right minds going to? Pay that kind of money that I'm trying to lose. I paid it for them. This is kind of like a very um, blah post from the press because, you know, I'm about to get ready to wrap up the 28 days, been out in the boat for 28 straight. And then, you know, seeing this right here. But I hold my head up high. And I know damn well what's going on. So we just hang in there. That's all we can do. This is the prayer signing off. Have a good one. Take care, Raider Nation. Well said, my brother. Well said.
Good thing you didn't see that game because it was garbage like the rest of the games this year. We should have lost to the Browns. That would have been a perfect 0-16 and season in Raider history. I remember when I first started going, they used to blast it out there at the Coliseum. The winningest team. The winningest team. Boy, it's been a long, long time since I've heard that come over the PA because we're the losingest team. We have the worst win-loss percentage in the last 25 years than the Browns. It's crazy, man. It'll get better, but you know what? I hope I'm paying attention when it does because right now I'm not paying attention, and I'm not going to go to the Chiefs game just so you know. I ain't going to no more games. I'm not wasting the gas to go to these games. I'm protesting. My seats will stay empty, and they'll stay empty for as long as I this year, for sure. Maybe some fool will buy them next year if they're here. I'm finished. I'm finished with the Raiders until they start to show something. But right now, it's nothing. And the organization is in the garbage. Oh, it's so toxic in Alameda, I can't even tell you. Have a good trip. Safe trip, brother. I probably will not see you there at the Chiefs game because, like I said, I am done with the Raiders. And our next caller is the Raider General from Michigan. Good fan. Great fan, actually. What you got for us, General? Oh, my Lord in heaven. Why do we deserve this? This is the Raider General from Michigan. I have not called in all year for good reason. But buckle up. Uh, I got a lot to say here. This is. Uh, I want to title this rant uh, the actual exact moment I gave up on Derek Carr. And it happened yesterday. And not to say there's been plenty of plays this year that would give you reason to give up on this kid. And this has nothing to do about him. He's a wonderful young man, I'm sure. And everything that I've ever heard about him, amazing young Christian man. This is about the football player. And we all know what play that was yesterday. Fourth and whatever, end of the game, they're going to lose. He throws the ball away. His check down wasn't available. Jalen Rashard wasn't available. So there was no other options, he says. You know, I wish there was, you know, that Southern California draw. I wish there was. You know me. I do, 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 do. I'm so tired of hearing it. I'm so tired of seeing those shirts he wears, too. My God. There is other options. There are always other options. There are two receivers downfield. You throw it up. Who gives a rat's ass if it is intercepted at that point? We are going to lose. We have no hope if you throw the ball away. I mean, if you, if you, if you throw the ball down at the ground. There are a lot of people right now are getting on Derek Hart for that fourth down decision to throw the ball in the dirt. Uh, they, look, they okay, hung that, the that, Chargers. That, that play, okay, that's a, that's a coaching point. When that was supposed to be a screen to Jalen Richard, right? Right. And the coaching point, the Chargers took the screen away. They were grabbing him. And the coaching point is to ground the ball 
into the feet of the bat. That's quarterbacking 101 when it's the first quarter, second quarter, and it's the second and three. When it's your last bullet and it's fourth down, that's where Derek has just got to be an athlete and play. They grabbed him and they're holding him. But if you throw the ball on the ground, you might as well just turn and hand it to Melvin Ingram. It's fourth down. So do something. Spin out of it. Come back to Seth Roberts. Aaron Rodgers would make a play there. So I understand what he's saying. But Derek, deprogram the QB 101 you were taught by your brother and your father and all your coaches and John. This is not the time for that. This is Ford Town. This is this is dead man's curve. You're going off the cliff here. The steering went out, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> you got to do something here. So I, I, I understand why he did it, but this is not the time to do it. If you throw it up to anybody, you never know what could happen about pass interference. Or, hey, here's something. Somebody could catch the ball past 10 yards. That might be something. I, I'm, I'm done. I, I can't talk about him anymore. There's no, there's no fight left in that dog. That kid that started off has been hit too many times. He's turning into his brother. Now he believes, Mark Davis says, he believes the Washington game last season, that Sunday nighter, changed the course of the franchise. Real quick, can you speak to that? Do you, what, what changed? Oh, I mean, they were 2-0, they were and, oh, and it gave Jackson in the worst game of his career that game. I get his picture of Ryan Kerrigan just picking him up like a blocking sled and pushed him back. And I don't think there was more to it than that. I think the offensive line began to play poorly. I, I honestly think Derek's injury on Christmas Eve Started it in 16, and then Donald Penn getting hurt New Year's Day in Denver, Mm. and then missing the playoff game in Houston, holding out. His holdout the next year, I think, really began to crumble the line because their interior three were monsters. If you had one serviceable, they never had a good right tackle. But with, if you have a, a one good tackle, you can protect the other guy, even against Vaughn Miller. We'll give him a long edge. We'll, we'll, we'll put a double toe. You know, we'll go jumbo. Remember, they'd bring in right. Vidal Alexander, mm-hmm. treat it like, you know, go unbalanced, uh, chip, have a back on. We could help one tackle. If you got two crappy tackles like the New York Giants have, it's hard to help both sides. You're not going to be able to do that. And once Donald Penn lost his legs and then he, he held out, he just wasn't a very good player anymore, and Derek got hurt again. And they, you know, they broke three transverse processes in his back. And, uh, but that's all behind now. But Donald Penn's not a good player anymore. He's out again after the Liz Frank. I, I think the Donald Penn injury started it. And they just now, they're so weak on the edge that they, this quarterback has no, has no confidence in the offensive line. Again, they're turning Derek Carr into David Carr. Mm, and David Carr was the first overall pick in the draft. Yep. He got sacked out of the league. How many times that rookie year? 76. 76, 76, 76 times. trombones led the big parade. <laughs> uh, nice kid. He is not. He is going to be on the ash heap of history for Raiders quarterback. Sorry, I got a lot to talk about. I want to hit a bunch, so I'm going to start talking faster. And I'm telling you right now, we cannot start over at quarterback. We need to get rid of him. And I get what we can out of him, and a lot of people aren't going to like this, but we cannot start over. We need a quarterback, and I'm saying two words, Petty Bridgewater. I know a lot of people are going to be pissed about that, but they're, they're grooming him for the heir apparent after Breeze. This kid is tough after what he came back from that injury. My son's a Vikings fan, so I know more about this kid than most. He is a good quarterback, and if given
given a chance, he will succeed. I'm moving on. Okay. Okay, uh, Cooper. I'm no fan of Cooper. I'm glad he's gone, personally. Um, great route runner. But when the easy plays were there, he thrived. But he never fought for the ball. Okay? Um, I don't know what the scheme was this year. Because for the first two years, all you had to do was have him run a 12 yard curl run as fast as you can, then come back to the ball. We, it was a hard time not gaining a first down with that. How can that play be totally gone this year? Or maybe a hitch and run. Just do the same play and then have him run for the end zone. Hey, throw over 20, 10 yards. That might be something, huh? Martavius Bryant. Anyways, we got, a, we got compensated for him, and I hope he does well at Dallas, but I, he was never going to be a top-tier um, receiver, and he disappeared for games at a time, and that's partly on him for sure. Uh, Martavius Bryant. Why are we using him for only jet sweeps? One of the fastest guys in the world uh, in the football league. Why aren't we using him like Deshaun Jackson? Just have him run. Just have him run down the field. One out of five times, he's either going to catch the ball or he's going to draw a, pe- a penalty. Okay? We haven't done that at all this year because we don't throw down the field. It all comes back to car, guys. It just all comes back to car here. Um, running through here. Our cornerbacks, they all suck. Reggie Nelson. You know, this team should be not allowed to play football in the NFL anymore by putting that man out on the field. Yesterday when Conley and him got – they should have just taken them both off the field and just played with a a left cornerback and a safety. And as far as our safeties go, we have nobody. We have no safeties. I don't even know where we start. When we have Doug Martin and Ben LaFell as our two bright spots, you know things are in the tank. Okay? i got to hit a couple more things. Townsend, the punter. Oh, my God, what a joke. He finally had a decent day yesterday. That would have been the worst day for our last punter last year. He sucks. In, in this idea that he's going to develop into a good punter, there can't be an easier translatable talent to the NFL than a punter. You pick the effing ball, okay? After you learn the scheme from whatever team you're with, you just punt the ball. These 20, 30-yard punts, oh, my God. And Telvecchio, i got to hit Telvecchio. Why did we F over this guy? He was our bitch in preseason for about four years. He worked hard every year to try to make an NFL team. He finally does. He took the shit out of the ball for us yesterday, last year, and we cut him. And then Gruden says, no, he's not in the picture because he's a left-handed kicker. He's a left-footed kicker. And we don't want to screw it up because Townsend's our holder. We can find a holder. Anyways, I'm glad he's with Atlanta and he's doing well now. What else do I have? Osemele in the offensive line, the most highest-paid offensive line in the NFL. I, I think it's partly theirs, but I, th- I think it's Carr. You look at—he's a deer in the headlights. He he throws these balls when we have thirty. When we when we throw three yards, it takes us thirty plays to get down the field. Sooner or later, the offensive lines. Anyways, we got to get rid of a couple of those guys. The only guy I have faith in anymore is Rodney Hudson. What else do I got here? Gruden might turn around. I'm I'm tired of his press conferences. I'm tired of him giving so many accolades to the people we play and how many plays they took away from us. I know this is going long. Uh, He might turn it around, but right now we have nobody, and I don't know where we start. I really don't. Hurst, great. Uh, Who do we keep? Warren will keep uh, exciting next year. Um, I can't even think of anybody else. Key might develop into something. We have so many needs that I don't even know where to start. I can't believe we were building again. I don't deserve this. My son doesn't deserve this. You don't deserve this, Greg. Our Raider Nation doesn't deserve this. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. I really don't. I'm, I'm, I've never thought that we were going to be back to the stage where I felt like I didn't know what we were going to do again. I can't believe it. I 
have no words anymore. So I'm out. Thanks, guys. Later. Goodbye. Oh, I forgot one thing on that last rant of mine. Throw the effing ball down the field! Oh! Well, that was a hell of a rant, bro. But let's back that up just a little bit. Carr was pretty good when he had a coach. It's pretty good when the coach called plays that he could actually be successful in. It's not Carr. Carr, listen, Carr is playing like crap because he has a crappy coach who wants to tank the season. The play calling is lame because the coach is lame. And not just this coach. All these coaches will not be here next year. Well, maybe they will be, but they won't be there when this team moves to Las Vegas. It's not one player, man. It's the organization. It starts with Mo, and it goes right down the list. John Gruden is someone that I have admired just about my entire time in the NFL. I first started in 97 with Joe Bugle's team. John came in in 98. And I've admired everything about him, but mostly his mind and his ability as a play designer and a play caller and a play setter-upper, you know, like a good right. pitcher. You know, he, he, he has a thought process. When I watch the Raiders pre-snap, they're boring. They, they don't shift a lot. And even when I'm watching some, I'm thinking, they don't shift at all. All they ever do is maybe send Jared Cook from one side of the formation to the other to change strong and weak. Maybe they do it with Lee Smith. Beyond that, they don't do a lot. But then I'm watching the Chargers offense, and they're not doing a lot either. Right. And, so, you know, and the Rams don't do anything. They run, they run the same personnel group and the right. same guys. They, every you know, play. every play, yep. you don't have to ask where Robert Woods is. He's on the field. Right. You don't have to ask for Cooper Cup, and now he's hurt. So, so some of it, maybe I'm over uh, being hard on him, but I, I think the off, he's asking his guys, they're not shifting and making the defense adjust at all by pre-snap movement. So what he's basically saying is, and where it works for Philip Rivers and the Chargers and Sean McVay and the Rams is ours are better than yours. Right. We're going to win. We, we, we're going to die. We got Todd Gurley. We're going to run that uh, outside stretch left behind Whitworth and Saffold and Sullivan. Go ahead and stop it. You know what's going to happen. We're still going to beat you. So we're going to keep it simple, but our guys are better. John, your guys are not better. They just are not. Al Davis was convinced after the 2000 AFC Championship game, he kept saying he can't score. He can't score. I said, Al, they led the league in scoring. What are you talking about? They can score. They just couldn't score against that Baltimore defense that day because it was a run-based team with Wheatley and Kaufman, and that was the best run defense in the history of the NFL. But now, I have to say, John, you cannot score. Carr is just doing his thing to try to keep his money and hoping that they'll trade him, and he wants to be a good guy. He's a good guy. And he's a pretty decent quarterback when you give him a little bit of time and some talent around him. You know, it's not all on him. This team is, it's terrible. There's not a light, you know, the kicking game, the special teams game, all that stuff was destroyed on purpose. 
Gruden doesn't want someone kicking a 56-yard punt. Hell no, man. He wants a 30-yarder every time because he wants to lose every game so he can pick up that first-round pick next year. And then that's another story because who knows who's going to make that pick. Who cares? I, I don't even give a shit. This team sucks ass. Not worthy of your energy. I know you're frustrated. Everyone's frustrated. Not worth it, man. Stay la vie on the Raiders. Don't even look at him anymore. Don't watch him anymore because that is the solution to this season. Do not give a shit. Because they do not. But it's not Carr. It's everybody else. And Carr is a victim of this idiot Gruden. The genius. The quarterback whisperer. My ass. Just let it go, bro. Just like me. I'm letting it completely go because I don't give a shit. Appreciate the call, man. And our next caller is Raider Jim from the East Coast. Raider Jim, what's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Jim out here on the East Coast. I don't even know if I called in time to make the show this week, but thought I'd give you a call listening to the podcast from last week. And you always do a good job, man. I always appreciate listening, even in the freak show that 2018 Raider season is. But a couple of comments on yesterday's game. It was uh, it was a, it was another joke. But starting off, it's like it's like the Raiders are a terrible football team, worst team in, in the league by far. But it's like it's almost like they're not only terrible but they're cruel to us fans because every now and then. They they come out and they start start the game off and they're playing and they look good. They even looked in the first series, first couple of series actually. They they were moving the ball. Of course they couldn't get the end zone, but they were moving the ball and the defense was playing decent. Stop stop Rivers, Johnny Townsend with the big big punt, actually punting the ball further than 28 yards. You know, and, and I found myself actually. Pulse rate was picked up, and I'm thinking, is this the day? Is this the Sunday that I'm going to look back on and say, this was the Sunday that the Raiders started their climb out of the cellar? Ah, but it was not to be. Because, as usual, within a quarter of football, it seemed as if the Chargers defense had figured the Raiders out. And the Raiders either refuse to make adjustments on purpose or cannot make adjustments. Next thing you know, the car is going down. And, you know, when he gets pressured, his game is done. It's over. So I just checked on the game from time to time while it was on and actually predicted before the game started with some friends of mine, I predicted that the final score was going to be 49-10. I thought Philip Rivers would throw seven touchdown passes after that 49ers game. So it wasn't as bad as I thought, but it's still a joke. Obviously, still a joke. And then hearing the rumors that Jordy Nelson is retiring or some kind of mess like that, and 
you know, hear about Jerusalem celebrating, playing with Atlanta, saying I'm free, I'm free. You know, I don't know, I lost a lot of respect to Jerusalem before he even left the Ravens, but I can't help but wonder what's going on. And I can't help but wonder, of course, it's speculation. And I've heard some of the some of the big names say, no, that's not true, they don't do that. But I've come to the conclusion that they're tanking on purpose. I've come to the conclusion that the whole team knows that they're tanking. And this is affecting the hockey And the only people that are on board with this tanking plan is the coaching staff and Derek Carr. Maybe I'm consoling myself. Anyway, I know calling your show makes me feel a little better, brother. So I know it's tough. It's got to be tough for you doing the show, you and Randy, but man, keep it up because, again, it's my therapy. It's my catharsis. Now I can relax. So God bless the Raider Nation. Well, what can I say but right on, spot on. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing this show much longer, bro. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be checking out of this effort. And it's not because of anything other than I find it grueling to even think about it. And um, honestly, don't want to put any more energy into it. And uh, they're not worthy of our time. Uh, You guys are, but the team isn't. And just being here ranting every week about how we blow and this and that, I think I'm going to just take a break from this complete season until maybe the draft. I think the draft, I might come back. But uh, I think this might be my last show of 2018, honestly. So uh, I'm sorry about that. Everyone needs to vent. Well, I don't. I don't need to vent. I just don't want to even think about this team. I don't want to think about football. Uh, Come to Super Bowl, watch all the playoff games. But we will be far from there. Appreciate the call and the props, bro. And our next caller is the Cheesehead Raider. What do you have for us, my brother, Cheesehead? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is the Cheesehead Raider. So, another loss after the nutless, boltless, Chargeless Chargers come into Oakland, beat us. Trying to look at some positives. Defense, for the time that they were out there, which is pretty much the whole game, didn't do that bad. I'm liking this kid, Hurst. He, uh, he's got a future. I think if we could put some people around him. That's uh, pretty much about the end of the positives there. You know, for... John Luzon being this offensive genius, obviously being in the booth for 10 years and all this stuff, but all he's got all this film and teams that he was on Monday night, and he still is trying to play a 90s game in late 2018. Here we are. And, uh, there's a guy who was the offensive coordinator for the Steelers. 
They had the third-ranked offense, Todd Haley. He was also the offensive coordinator for the Browns. He runs that zone-blocking offense as well. Now, it seems to me that if Gruden would maybe deflate his arrogant ego, bring him in, and kind of mesh the two systems together, and maybe he could have somewhat of a more updated offense, and maybe we could do something. I don't think we're going to win another game. Uh, listen to your midseason uh, podcast. Uh, people are saying that we're going to go 1 at 15. We do go 1 at 15. I think they're trading Carr. I don't think they're going to release him. I think they're going to trade him, and they're going to get that kid from Oregon. And then who else knows after that? Uh, four first round draft picks. Uh, this is really depressing. I've been a Raider fan since 82. Been through the second coming of Art Shell. Been through Lane Kiffin, your boy Dennis Allen at the end of the day. Been through the Jamarcus Russell, the Orlando McClown, the Darren McFragile, the Darius Hayward Bay, the Robert Gallery. Now, the list goes on and on of players. Ricky Dudley, good Lord. I have never been so depressed as I am with this Raider team. I People probably could throw some statistics out there, whatever, but this seems to be, to me, the worst Raider team ever. Mo Davis, God, I could just go off on that guy. Now here, there's a rumor that Jordy Nelson is going to retire. He'd rather retire than play with this pathetic team. Then there's a report, I forget what news thing was reporting it, that a veteran player after that loss to the nutless, boltless Chargers charger said, get me the F out of here. He clearly has lost that team. Thank you, Mo Davis. If your dad was still alive, I swear he would demand a DNA test because there's no goddamn way somebody as stupid as you could be his goddamn son. I had to calm down. I had to get off of here before I say something I regret. And saying that, like that fat kid in dodgeball, like to throw a dodgeball right in Mo Davis's face, I'm out. Now that was a freaking call. Great call, bro. Ricky Dudley, <laughs> Robert Gallery, Demarcus Russell. Art Shell? Bro. I, you know, yeah, we've we've been through some changes. Yeah, Mo needs to go. He gets booed everywhere. I just want you to know he has no fun because people are booing him and giving him total crap wherever he goes here. I think I don't think he goes anywhere. I think he's afraid to go anywhere because he deserves not to go anywhere. I don't know about our draft picks or any other shit when it comes up after this season. We'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. But I can't predict because I this is the worst team I've ever seen of any team. This is worse than the Browns. It's worse than any other team. This is worse than the old Patriots. It's horrifying. I don't see them drafting a quarterback at number one next year. 
But then again, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I have no idea. They might. But what are you going to do? Are you going to ruin him like you ruined Carr? That's what's going to happen. I don't know the plan, bro. I know that we blow. And it's hard to watch. And I wish someone would punch Mo right in the face. Trust me. I appreciate the call. The little dance through history was really refreshing and brought a smile to my face. Remembering all those years. I appreciate the call, my brother. Well, Raider Nation, that is it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. I think this will be the last show of this season. I don't see myself doing another one unless some crazy stuff happens. But the weekly thronging on the team and the beating of Mark Davis and Mo and, you know, the whole debacle with this organization is just so depressing. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to say another word about it. So getting up to do this show every week, it's not going to happen until something does happen. Maybe if they trade car or something happens, I'll do another show. But until then, forget the Raider Nation podcast till draft day. Because um, our free agent day or we'll see if something happens. I'll come back on the line. But until then, man, I ain't wasting my time anymore. I ain't going to the games. Certainly not going to do another show. So this is it for the 2018 season. I appreciate you all for listening to the show. I really do. Sorry it's so negative this year. I can't help it because it is what it is. But you know, you got to stick together as Raider Nation. No one's jumping those ships. No one's going anywhere. We're all Raider fans. It's a disease. You can't get away from it. So... Love each other as fans, support each other, gripe to each other, because that's about the best thing you can do. Just alleviate the stress of your football on this team to other fans, because they're the only ones who understand. So until something fantastic or dramatic or horrible happens to the Raiders, I'm Raider Greg, and I'm going to be... Ow.